This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome back to the Friday Solo Series. I am your host, Ben Cloy, and if this is your first time on the Friday Solo Series, essentially this series of episodes within the Military Veteran Dad podcast is to bring you a little bit of wisdom directly from me without a lot of extra fluff, but just straight dropping the value, and it's a short five to 10-minute episode. Some run long, higher a little bit, 20, but my idea is to bring you something on my heart, something on my mind that I know that you guys need to hear, and this is my vehicle to bring it. If you have an idea of what I could call the Friday Solo Series, because right now I've been running on this idea and this name, for the lack of a better one, but I did not want to stop that from launching. So if you have an idea of what to call the series on the podcast, drop me an email. My email is ben at militaryveterandad.com. Today's episode is going to be a little bit outside the role of fatherhood, but at the same time, right at the heart of the matter, time management. So through probably the last eight years, I was a student of time management to the 10th degree, almost an obsession of how could I re-engineer my time? How could I reinvent the processes during the day? And this was all around the idea of going to a job every day. Now, on the other side of that job, being an entrepreneur, going all in on this idea of being an entrepreneur, all of these processes have carried over. Like it's almost instinctively for how I should structure my time and how I should organize my work. And it comes second nature because I spent almost eight years in the student of time management. And today I'm bringing you an idea of budgeting. Well, some people might have heard of budgeting when it comes to money. And if you haven't, that'll be a future episode. But for now, budgeting is this general idea within money and your household income to give everything a job. That you have, say, $2,000 come into your budget every month. It is your idea and your job to give all $2,000 a job. Is it the this dollar's job to pay the utility bill? Is it this job to give it to pay your property taxes? Is it this dollar's job to keep your heat on? Every dollar to feed your family. All of these dollars have a job. And if you don't give them a job, It's a very important rule of budgeting. They will find a job all on their own. You will have those feelings at the end of the month that says, man, where did all my money go? It's because they got legs and ambition and they found their own way to work and they found their own job to do without you really even knowing it, which is why in budgeting, giving every dollar a job is a super fundamental process to manage your money in a family. 
to ensure that you don't spend more than you make. But that's not what we're here to talk about in this podcast episode. We are here to talk about time management. Well, Ben, you're asking, what does budgeting have to do with time management? There was this idea maybe like five years ago that I came on to, and essentially the colloquialism goes, budget your time like you do your money. So I can guarantee you've had the day at work and you look back and you're like, is it really 4.30? My inbox isn't done. I have work on my desk. I didn't respond to that boss's email. And somehow the time got legs and found a place to go all on its own. And you really, you were doing it. The time was kind of right there in front of you flowing by. But at the same time, it got its own job. You got distracted. You answered a phone call. Maybe someone came into your office. Life happens when you're doing life. And the idea is that you budget your time like you do your money. So you need to give your time a job. So, okay, now we're getting into, this. Now we're getting into how does this budget apply to time management, that we need to give every minute of our eight-hour day a job. Now, you could instantly think, well, like, well, that sounds a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot of minutes in the day. And it's a lot even more overwhelming because there's not a lot of tools, like a budgeting tool, for time management. Now, there's task management. There's project management. There's project schedules. But as I entered this space, a lot of it is extremely overwhelming. And it's overly complex for the basic idea. What simple works is what's going to work. So the way that, and the best tool you have is part of every office. It's right there in front of you. You kind of only use it for one purpose, for meetings, for scheduling meetings. But this tool of scheduling meetings has a unique thing about meetings. So let's break that down for a minute on meetings. That with, with meetings, you have this idea that someone has said, I need an hour of your time. They send you a meeting invite that gives that hour of that time, 60 minutes, a job. It goes in your calendar. Those 60 minutes will most likely happen, and that job for those 60 minutes will occur. But what about all the other minutes? They just kind of have a free-flowing hope that you know what to, to do in that given moment. So there's two aspects of this that make this process not, pretty bulletproof, but it also gives you the ease of mind of letting it go, of letting the anxiety go of controlling your time, because it's a lot to, to keep up with. You can go home and just have this all this work on your head, and that work prevents you from coming home to your family that it's there on Friday because, oh, man, it's Friday, and that task I should have did on Monday is still there. And if you have that task on your head, you're not really being present with your family. So that's how this kind of ties all into it is being part of a military dad or a dad, but at the same time, it comes into play of how you show up and your family when you walk the door and come home. So let's break it down into two steps. The first step is the most important step, the collection process. Once a week, at the end of the day on Friday, you need to have what's called an after-action review, where you fly up to 30,000 feet, you collect all the to-dos, you collect all the projects, you collect all the emails that really needed your attention, and you list them out. And you do this on Friday afternoon for the upcoming week. So you do two modes of reflection. You reflect back on the week, what didn't get done, that needed to get done. 
So that way you can make sure it does get done. And second, you look forward in the week at 30,000 feet and say, I've got five days of time, 40 hours. Where can I make this most effective? What things in that 40 hours need to fit? And that Friday afternoon, you take this idea and you implement it in a way that allows you to get it done. So you have this list, you are prioritizing, you've done the press, you've done the future, you bring it together on a list. Now you have to actually do the budgeting part. Give that task a job and give it time allocated with that to make that job happen. So you go to your calendar, use the appointment function instead of the meeting function and give blocks on your calendar assignments. So look at your calendar. Look at the task. Say this task takes an hour and a half. Go to your calendar. Find an hour and a half. Create an appointment. Put some basic descriptions there. If you're using Outlook, there's a cool function that you can go up into the quick task and actually create a quick task that says create a appointment with email as attachment, which actually allows you to take an email message that maybe you need to work on that maybe takes an hour of work to formulate a reply to or to do whatever that person's asking to take that email message, convert it and attach it in the appointment and put it in the hour that you need to get that done. And you do that over and over for all the things on your list that you need to get done. And then when you look at your list for next week, you have <clears throat> a lot of time open. You have a lot of time also that has jobs. And then you can start maybe filling in those gaps. Um, another one that also helps is try to schedule when you look at your email. Try not to stay in your email that entire time. Try to only look at email twice a day in the morning and the afternoon. Maybe even go extreme and turn the notifications off. I know I did that for probably five years. If you wanted my attention, email was never going to be the way because I would only check it twice a day. And by responding to a message instantly, you're only enabling people to communicate with you through email. And a lot of emails never meant for instant communication. There are far better tools for instant communication. So you've got your calendar. You've planned out. You've created 15, 20 appointments in all different kinds of buckets for your calendar on your upcoming week. And you look at it and you're like, I can do this. You feel empowered. Your mind feels free. You got all that clutter out of your head. All that clutter is out. You're looking forward at the events and you're like, this next week, I am going to crush it. Also, make sure that you also made that appointment for the weekly review on Friday so that someone doesn't take it. And I say take it because... People take your time, whether you consciously acknowledge it or not. How many times have you had someone come into your office and say, Bill, I need 30 minutes of your time. And you're like, yeah, sure, why not? And you go help. But at the same time, that's 30 minutes that you just lost. That's 30 minutes that you consciously gave away. And you honestly, when you said yes, you didn't know what you were saying no to. And this is a very important principle within this method of putting time on your calendar. That when you know what's on your calendar, you know all the tasks, you have this battle plan of how to conquer the week. And someone walks into your office and you say yes, you can pause for 15 seconds, check your calendar, and look at the tasks that's supposed to be done right now. Because now you know exactly what you're saying no to. You know that this 30 minutes had a job. And if you say yes to his task, this task will not get done. Because the rest of the time, there's already jobs going on. It's going to be this constant flowing thing that you got to keep moving on to task to task. You can't just domino and hopefully it flows over. It's, it's, it's going to fall apart. The house of cards is going to collapse. 
And maybe his 30 minutes is important enough to say no to what's on your calendar. Or more likely is going to happen. You're like, Bill, this really isn't a good time right now. I've got to get this done. I've can we maybe meet next week and put some time on the calendar. You've then deprioritized his problem, which maybe is either urgent or important or not important at all, but you really don't always know that. And maybe he won't ever come back next week and take your time because maybe he was trying to have, have you help him with something and maybe he didn't want to do it. So this gives you all the control back to really have the freedom to choose where your time goes. And if you want to get to an advanced level of this, something that's like, if you go to this weekly review, go a little bit higher. Make a one-hour appointment at the beginning of each month and create a monthly project list. Go 50,000 feet in your life and say, what are the major things that I need to accomplish in my life, in my career, that need to happen by the end of the month? And now you're actually putting your budgeting at a much higher level. You're budgeting almost at like in the future, like retirement, you're you're planning. You're going to make sure that that big idea got accomplished, not the little stuff, but some of the big stuff that you want to really attack in your career. And then weekly, you're reviewing all those actions. What didn't get done? You're keeping that plan and realigning towards those big goals that you set up in the beginning when you did that one hour projects review on that first day of the month. Those pre-planning sessions and this weekly reflecting on the past, reflecting forward, using your calendar as your budget and letting your calendar be the budgeting tool that allows you to give every minute of every day a job, whether it be budget the time to reply to this email if it's more than five minutes. If you can't delegate or reply within three minutes on an email, it should be scheduled. You shouldn't be spending a whole ton, a lot of time in your inbox. If you've got that time in your calendar where you are scheduling it, and you say you block out an hour in the morning and in the afternoon, that's perfectly fine. Let as much email consume your time within that hour as possible. That's what you've budgeted it for. You can reply. Maybe it's a 10-minute reply, and you've got it. And if you don't have a big inbox, you can handle that. This also strategy, when you do at the time of the email, you can. You might have heard the term budgeting, um, not sorry, budgeting, but uh, inbox zero, where you consistently, everything in your inbox is kind of actionable. And as long as you leave it there, it's actionable. And you kind of keep working through that two times a day and scheduling it. You review your inbox to see what things need to get scheduled, what things didn't happen. Keep the, the vehicle moving because so often it can get stuck and you just get in this repeat cycle of over and over and burnout happens so quickly. It was, it, it was me. I can honestly say I was burning out with the amount of work and the amount of mental energy I had in my head still focused on the things that I did not get done, which would mean maybe I came in back or I turned my computer on at nine o'clock before going to bed because I needed to get stuff done. But at the same time, that's my family time. And that's my me time. That's my self-care time. And it came down to a point where if I didn't get what I wanted done during the day, that wasn't a punishment for my family. They shouldn't suffer. That just meant I had to double down and try to be more effective with my time management and budgeting my time like my money. These ideas will just, when you go into a Friday and you've done this after action review on the week and looking forward in the next week, you will just feel like a million bucks, especially that first time, because your mind isn't for holding things in. Your calendar can be that tool that lets it out of your head. And as long as you keep this process going, your brain will start trusting it, knowing that it doesn't have to try to keep everything in there. And all of these ideas aren't necessarily mine, but I've kind of taken a lot of different things that I've implemented and brought them into the system. The bigger one that I've taken away, if you want to catch out, catch a book, which is kind of like a 
almost like a Swiss army knife for all things time management is getting things done by, by David Allen. David Allen's book kind of brings out a whole bunch of other systems, but this idea of the calendar and budgeting your time like your money is something that completely transformed my life. On the other side of my pivot and having this entrepreneur, I have budgeted out, I have budgeted time in my calendar for grocery planning, cleaning the house once a week. I have budgeted the time when my wife or my daughter's at daycare so that I make sure I can plan my work activities within the hours that she's at daycare. I've budgeted when when my kids are home. I've budgeted when I have a meeting. I've budgeted when I publish these podcast episodes. I've budgeted when I work on socials for the podcast episodes. All of these jobs are already assigned, and now I just need to keep executing. And more importantly, I'm going to have a lot of people coming to my life that want time. And these conversations are going to happen. I want them to happen. But I'm going to be saying yes to those conversations. And at the same time, I'm going to be saying no to those conversations at the same time. Perfect example was yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I got a phone call from a friend. He locked his keys in his car. Knew that I didn't have a job. Wondered if I'd give him a ride. I did. And it took about an hour and a half of my time because afterwards we got done. And he offered to buy me a breakfast. And that breakfast and conversation helped me enrich my life that day. He, he's, he's an older guy and he's got a lot of great stories. And I knew exactly what I traded time for. It was it was two applications for a job that I was supposed to apply for. And I just rebudgeted that time this morning. And what I knew when I said yes to his, I knew consciously exactly what I was saying no to because I had already scheduled that the, this hour of time, apply for these two jobs and see where that goes. But knowing if I wouldn't have had this budgeting schedule, I wouldn't have been able to instantly say, I probably would have said yes very quickly because it, it's just my na- people's nature to say yes because you want to be helpful. But it would have been when I got home, I'd have been like, oh, damn, I really wanted to do that. And I completely forgot about it. And maybe I would have kept forgetting about it. But by doing these after action reviews and the whole week looking backwards and forwards, that is the single most game changing for your ability to come home as a dad, your ability to come into work with a plan, with a mission, with a focus. And that, dads, will help you come home. So with that, I hope this episode helped. It's a lot of different information, but I am positive. If you implement even 50% of what I just talked about in this episode, your mind will be more freer or clearer when you come home on Friday. So with that, I'd like to sign off, and I will talk to you again on Monday.